Welcome to the Invino Fab podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Patrice. Invino Fabulum means in wine story. And there are so many tales that need to be told about women from all walks of life and their communities, paired with wine, of course. The Invino Fab pod is a place to learn and a space to share stories about work, interests, passion projects, issues, and random wine facts. Hey, Patrice. Welcome to a little vignette. Uh, let's have a chat. I have a, a deep topic I want to talk to you about. Okay, I'm ready for a deep topic. All right. I want to dig into uh, grief and trauma because it's been a year, over a year, since we've been living in this mm. new world of the pandemic. And I don't think we've ever talked about that fully on this podcast. So I thought, is that something you want to get into today? Yes. I'd, not that I would love to talk about grief, but I think that it is a very timely topic and i've noticed that the one year anniversary so to speak has had a pretty major impact on people i think a lot more people are facing grief a lot more so than they anticipated yeah i um was listening to a book that came out uh by david kessler who used to work with elizabeth kubler ross who wrote the five stages of grief mm -hmm. and this book was called The Sixth Stage of Grief, which is Finding Meaning. Um, and in listening to this book, um, it really is grief and talking about a person. So um, it's not necessarily a place or our lives or what we've done. But I do find that this year um, we've lost so much in what we knew of ourselves and what we knew of our lives, work, family, mm -hmm. um, and maybe even people. Uh, people listening might have actually lost a person in their life. And so... I do think we're thinking about grief. I do think people are looking for meaning of what's to come of this and um, how do we heal of from all of our loss? Yeah. What are you thinking about in terms of that for yourself? Well, so I was just, I was listening to um, a podcast, the brave, not perfect um, podcast. And it was the last um, episode before um, Reshma leaves as CEO of Girls Who Code. And so she was talking about the grief she feels in leaving that role. And her guest was um, Marissa Renee Lee, who was talking about her book um, called um, Grief is Love. And it was really, um, I thought it was a really helpful conversation because she, well, she was talking about two things. Um, Part of the conversation was that um, being able to grieve is a privilege that we, if we think, especially of like the populations who have been hardest hit by COVID, that for many of them, they don't even have the time to grieve, right? So like, you know, just like having that time to grieve is a privilege. And she also talked a bit about thinking about grief as love and, you know, keeping the loss in your heart and, you know, how how that can actually help you be like the best version of yourself. So I, you know, as, as I'm thinking about the last year and what some, you know, my colleagues are going through, I've been reflecting a lot on both of those things. Yeah. That's interesting. You said that because Kessler in his book talks a bit about like our meaning doesn't mean you have to like, when you lose someone or you lose a thing, um, mm -hmm. the closure that people look for after any sort of loss, it doesn't have to be like a huge momentous thing. It means you just think of them when you maybe do something. So like mm -hmm. I equate this to, I when I make handmade pasta on my pasta yeah. machine, I, I Nona that's not around. Like you put 
um, person or a place in your heart. And I think signals like that, recognizing that um, it's okay that we all mourn our losses in different ways. Um, some yeah. of people, uh, mourning could be, they say public and grief is a private internal thing. And we are going to have to deal with our transfer transformation with, like you said, love or compassion mm-hmm. or um, just time. Like it just takes time to heal. And there's no, like, you should be over it now. And so if you've lost someone in this time, or if you've lost yourself, maybe your life has changed, your work has changed and how you live. Um, it's okay not to be okay. And I like that Kessler said, we we have these gangs of emotions that show up and it's how we deal with these gangs, like love, hate, sadness, anger. Um, it just varies. Um, he mentioned a, a concept that I really hadn't really thought of until I wanted to talk to you about this, which was called post-traumatic growth. Um, there's a uh, I can share the article from HBR, but it, Richard Tadici's has a book on it as well. Um, talking around like, how do you grow after the trauma? And these are the five things I took, took notes from my audiobook where um, growth after a trauma by design. So like one is your relationships grow stronger. The two is you discover new purposes in life. Um, from the trauma, you find inner strength is number three. And spirit, spirituality is deepened with some, whatever that means to you. And five is you renew an appreciation for life. I I don't know where I am on these. I'm still seeking some of these ideas or concepts, but I wonder how, like, maybe some of our listeners are thinking about that these days. And it, it's definitely some inner work um, that we have to make time for. And I don't know how you're doing that these days. Yeah, I mean, I when I think about the things on that list, I think that there is a there there's long been a thought, and I think you know some research to support um, that resiliency sometimes comes out of trauma, right? And that people who have you know experienced great loss or have you know overcome trauma, that you know they do become stronger or more resilient or more, you know, able to overcome other barriers that face, you know, that face them. And one of the things that they talked about in the podcast was like, for a lot of people, they've never experienced loss or trauma, right? right? Because like now, like this is a wash across the whole globe. And so that also has made the way people are dealing with the grief and trauma of this experience. So, you know, so different. And I have definitely heard stories of, you know, people who, right, like they um, suffer some horrible loss and they will talk about that, right? Like it changed mm-hmm. my life or I, I see life in a whole new way. Um, it's made me rethink like what's important. So, I, I mean, I, I do think that happens. I always wonder like, what's what's the difference between the people that are able to reimagine and, and, and find joy again. Right. Like, I think that's the hard, I think that's the hardest thing after suffering loss and trauma is just being able to feel joy again. Right. And what, what's that thing that differentiates between people that are able to move past and find joy again. Um, and those that don't. Uh, and so I've been thinking about that a lot lately, lately, especially as I interact with colleagues um, and talk with them about, 
you know, just the, the grief that they are carrying, you know, the loss that um, our faculty, our students, and our colleagues are feeling and, you know, in what different places people are as far as how they're dealing with that. You make a good point. I think it's time to be like sitting with people and holding space and encouraging some sort of like introspection and being curious about what people are going through. It's very individualized and you said it right, like actively listening, um, compassionate feedback and reassurance even. I don't know um, beyond folks in our workplace, but I think of um, families and lives, people we might be returning to something that resembles our past life, but it won't be the same. And I, I think um, there's a lot of outward public mourning. I see like people, um, you know, sending their respects and their love They're, We've lost over half a million f- actual people in the U S uh, to date. Um, but I do think this internal work is not easy. And I do, I do think it's important that, to set time aside to, um, take some time to understand what that grief means for you. I've been like, besides like reading and listening to some things, I've been trying to set some walking time aside to think on this and, and maybe even talk with my own family members because this book, like the finding meaning it's, it, it is related to people. Like if you lost someone due to mental illness, or if it was a child you lost or a grandparent, it all looks different and packs yeah. you differently. Um, so I think it's things like having these conversations, like you don't want to talk about death, but we don't really openly talk about um, actual people loss and when, what, what will happen when they go. And so I, I've been trying to put in time to have with my parents, um, my in-laws and just family members, just like, what does that mean? And how, yeah. what sort of legacy or meaning do you want to go forward? And I'm thinking about that for myself. It's great that you're having, um, you're having those conversations. I know that you've lost some folks in your life. Did you have any of those before you said goodbye? Um, so it reminded me, my cousin and I sat with my dad um, the summer before he passed away um, and had him just share stories like from his childhood growing up because um, my dad and her dad were first cousins, right? And so they, you know, and her dad had previously passed away. Um, and so that was great. And, you know, some of the stories I had heard before, many I had not, but um, I, I would encourage people to do that. I think that that was, you know, um, and another thing which um, I wish we had done a better job of looking back. Um, I have a number of like really, really old pictures that I think are of like great many times, you know, relatives uh, that we just don't know who they are, right? Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the people that would know have all have all since have all since passed. Um, but like my my stepmother had uh, Alzheimer's, and so we kind of lost the opportunity. You know, I mean, that's something I regret, you know, as we were like going through her things and finding like her scrapbooks, like there's so much about her life and her achievements that I just knew nothing about. And I wish, you know, I wish I could have the opportunity to talk with her again about those things. It's it's good that we're kind of bringing that up now, because I wonder what other listeners are thinking about. And yeah, it's fun to go through pictures or hear stories and capture them in different ways. And um, there's, there's nothing lost in that, in the analog things we have, and we've collected in our lives. Um, this book talked about, like, you could find meaning in letting go of someone's suit or someone's 
hat and take a photo of it so it reminds you of it yeah. or something. And uh, yeah, I just wonder uh, what it means for others that are thinking about um, loss in different ways and whether it's a person or a place or their own life um, going on these days. Yeah. I think one, one thing that I would like, I would add, and I'm you know wondering like how our listeners feel about is I noticed, um, you know, of course, since it was the one year anniversary um, that was everywhere, right? Like if you watched Stephen yeah. Colbert, he was, you know, doing the highlight reel, so to speak of, you know, like going back to like his very first show when he was like sitting in his bathtub with like the bubble bath, uh, but also at work, you know, in different conversations, they were making space for reflection and, you know, kind of going back to the timeline, like, you know, a year ago on Monday, this email came out and then Tuesday, this email and then Thursday and then Friday we were done. Um, and and for me, I felt like it seemed like every space I was in, people were creating space that. And I felt like, well, I really appreciated that, you know, people were acknowledging it um, and creating space. It also just created a lot of emotional burden having to think about it. Um, and it did make me think outside of my own experience and like the different events that have happened over the last year and how in positive ways we have been you know, intentional about creating space, right? At the start of meeting, like, for example, on when, unfortunately, again, right, there was another horrible event in Atlanta. Um, but now, like, trying to see the world through somebody else's eyes, and how does that feel? Like, I, you know, I guess it's, you know, it's reminded me, like, I should ask that question, you know, is it helpful to you for us to create this space? Or does it feel overwhelming for you, you know, to have to, like, you know, um, have, you know, have that take place in every, you know, meeting or space that you're in? I think it's a good question you ask. And I don't think, I don't know if I shared it on this podcast, um, but it's elsewhere. I've talked about the book, No Hard Feelings. Um, mm -hmm. And Liz and Molly are on Instagram. So they're prolific in their photos of just saying like, we don't talk about the, the anxiety, depression, worry, grief, the emotions that come to work because we <laughs> push them down or we think they're outside yeah. of our cubicle when we're in offices. <laughs> um, but I, I do think you're right. One benefit is we've put some care and, kindness into how we meet when we gather how we work and talk one-on-one -on -one or in groups with our associates and colleagues and I think that's in every industry so I, I'm really I am appreciative that it's made people think oh we're people yeah. first not just yeah. the doers and the workers of the things yeah yeah, yeah. well Patrice thanks for uh, talking about this like awkward topic on grief and loss uh, it, it's helped me out a little bit so I appreciate that well, thank you for uh, initiating the conversation. And um, I look forward to hearing what our listeners are feeling and thinking and any, any resources that they may have to share. Yeah, send us your feels. We love you all. To catch the next episode, be sure to subscribe to In Vino Fab wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at In Vino Fab and we'll always welcome comments and messages sent by tweet, private message or email at invinofabulum at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers.